This week on The Swearwolves, we take a trip back to Camp Crystal Lake to discuss Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. the swearwolves i'm brett i'm david hey david hey brett <laughs> how are you i'm good friend how are you i'm good pal <laughs> yeah chum uh we are gonna be at steel city con this week this weekend yeah friday and possibly saturday i mean if we get everything done on friday yeah because we talked about saturday like checking out the uh, monroeville mall from uh, dawn of the dead maybe go see the cemetery cemetery from, from night of the uh, living dead night of the living dead do some sightseeing i mean if we're gonna be in monroeville yeah may as well do it we gotta you gotta do what the city gotta, dictates gotta see the sights there's also a cool horror toy shop Ooh. in that area you can go there too that i might want to go to yeah but they might have a booth at the at the con so <laughs> yeah maybe it's like whatever John Carpenter is going to be at Steel City Con. We're excited to meet him, of course. Yeah, yeah. And you recently got a new addition to your ever-growing costume. Yeah, Fucking it's getting cos- ridiculous, cosplay man. Cosplay and motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I got the uh, original uh, same brand and model number uh, sunglasses that Kurt Russell wears in uh, The Thing. So they're the glacier style sunglasses. Uh, you had some awesome. sunglasses. I did. I had they, a pair of like knockoff ones that I got off of Amazon. And to be honest, mm-hmm. like putting them side by side, not bad for, I think those were like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. Um, but the real deal, they're definitely nicer. Like the lenses are glass. They're mirrored. Um, they're just a little sturdier. Like the arms are metal. And there was a little bit of, uh, there was a little bit of concern when you got the package Oh, yeah, yeah. When I got the package, it was um, in a bag. So it was in a box from USPS, and then around the box was a plastic bag, and the box was smashed to bits. So it was squished. Like, I took pictures and sent it to you, and I was like, oh, no. That was before I had opened it. And I think I took those pictures because I was like, if I have to go back to USPS and be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Uh, So then I opened it up, and then the box was wet, so it must have got rained on. Because the box was literally like crumbling and falling apart in my hands. So I was like, oh no, where are you sunglasses? Where are you? (laughs) And unfortunately, the seller uh, that I got them from packed them in a hard shell sunglasses case. Yeah. So they were were safe and sound in there. But just for a bit, I was like, these glasses are super rare. Uh, They don't come up. Uh, like on eBay often. And when they do, they typically fetch a lot of money. I got a, I got a really sweet deal. Like I'm probably, probably wouldn't be able to find them that cheap again. So yeah. glad it all worked well, out, but they're pretty, they're well, pretty badass. You told me that they're like the real ones. They're specifically made for like, for the atmosphere is thinner. Cause there's more UV light, um, like at the North South pole or just like anywhere with high altitudes. Um, yeah. and because of like snow, uh, they're more like light is more reflective. So yeah, UV rays tend to come at your eyes from a bunch of different angles. So that's why you have the shields on the sides to block the, the rays out that way. And then the sunglasses, when you put them on, they're actually really, really dark um, because there's so much UV light. So it cuts the light way down. And then it's also, they're kind of, kind of gives everything like a yellow sort of tint. Question. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that when I put them on. I was like, Oh, this is weird. Question. When you go to like Hawaii or Cancun again. Will I rock those? Are you going to rock those sunglasses? I might. Dude, I even thought about like on a hot day here in Phoenix, like if I drive the convertible and if I have the top down, like putting those bad boys on, I might do it. Such a nerd. (laughs) Uh, Boys got to have a hobby though, you know? 
That's true. That's true. You have your hobby. I have my hobby. And something like hobby wise that I wanted to talk about because it kind of correlates with this movie that we're going to be talking about um, is this uh, Friday the 13th Part 7 Ultimate Jason Voorhees figure that I have. This one is uh, in the box still. I have one that I opened and one that's in the box. Oh, you got two of that one? That's cool. Yeah. Hardcore. Because I was going to bring this down. Oh, to have Kane Hodder sign it? Phoenix to have Kane Hodder sign it, but I didn't want to pack a bunch of shit. I just wanted to go. So I still have this in the box, but at Monster Mania, which is the same weekend as Steel City Con, I'm going to go on Sunday, and Kane Hodder's going to be there. You're going to drop my ass off at the airport and then just keep on driving to New Jersey? That's going to be awesome. And then I will get him to sign that there. Perfect. It would be great if one of these people, I know they won't, but if one of these people recognized me, because they'd be like, wait a second. I saw you in Arizona. Arizona? (laughs) Now you're on New Jersey. He might recognize you. We've met him so many times. Like He might start to piece it together like, hey, wait a second. Maybe. We'll see. So maybe he'll go, where's your friend? And then I'll. <laughs> where's your, where's your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, where's your, where's your, where's your husband? Yeah. Where is he? you be like, oh, he's, uh, he's home. It didn't work don't, out. Sh- don't tell my wife. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to be discussing, uh, Friday 13 part seven, the new blood. Now we have up until this point talked about, uh, all of the six prior movies mm-hmm. and the remake and Jason X. And Jason X. Yeah, so just this one, part eight, and goes to hell. It's the only ones we haven't done. Did, did, and we did Freddy versus Jason? No, no, we still got to do that one too. I forgot okay. about that one. So we still have a few more to do, but we'll do those now probably in order. Yeah, makes sense. Because we did all those ones kind of fucking out. We went all over the place. Yeah. I don't remember kind why. Of like on purpose. Whatever. Like just because. And it doesn't but, matter. Uh, it doesn't. You don't need to, you really don't need to watch one to appreciate another one. No. Or to understand what's going on. Listen, it's a fucking Jason Voorhees movie. It's not like it's, uh, any, it's not like it's fucking Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it <laughs> says you, I have, you know, that the new blood is like the two towers of the Friday the 13th franchise. Not quite well, Return of the King. Yeah, that's true. But in the conversation. Um, I did want to bring up a couple of facts about Friday the 13th Part 7. Ooh, lay it on me. That, drop that knowledge. I mean, it's little knowledge. Like, some people already know this shit. But uh, Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, was a success. And it reintroduced Jason yeah. back into the story. Because Part 5, as we all know, didn't have Jason. It was Roy um, pretending to be Jason so he could kill a bunch of people. Six is the because best one. <laughs> well, or is it seven? We'll find out. <laughs> Could be, um, but six. Tom McLaughlin directed, wrote, and directed part six, and he came up with this story of uh, it's kind of like a monster movie where Jason gets resurrected from the grave. Zombie and uh, zombie Jason is born, and C.J. Graham plays Jason Voorhees. Does a great job of playing him. And uh, we we get Tommy Jarvis, and played by Tom Matthews, and we get a little bit of sense of humor, and we're we're at a camp actually with kids. I mean, mm-hmm. it's part six, right? Like, yeah, we've already fucking reviewed this. But I, my understanding is is that Tom McLaughlin wanted to like oh, he had want, an idea for another. You story. wanted to return for the sequel for part seven? Like he had an idea, yeah, and he was kind of waiting for the phone call, almost, mm. <laughs> but. Paramount wanted to make uh, Freddy versus Jason. Part seven was supposed to be Freddy versus Jason. Right. And uh, the Friday the 13th series had kind of diminished over the years, like after part four. Part six kind of brought it back up, but after part four, it kind of came down and, and Freddy was on the up, uptick. Right? Yeah, this is where they got the Freddy was, versus Jason when that first started. Yeah. Yeah. Paramount went to New Line and they were like, hey, what about doing a crossover here? And it didn't happen because they couldn't come to some agreement on how the money would get split or distribution or whatever the fuck it was. That didn't happen again until 2003 because, uh, well, not again, but that didn't happen until 2003 because that's by that time, New Line had bought the rights. I was going to say, yeah, then it was inevitable. Jason. 
the character. Now they don't have New Line didn't have the rights to the Friday the Thirteenth name. That's why no movie. Yeah, that's why, that's why it's part. Jason X. Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one of the concepts of Part Seven, one of the producers, Barbara Socks, had was making it like Jaws, mm-hmm. almost. There was like a land developer who covers up the fact that Jason had been massacred there so he can build condos and have people come to the beach and come to Crystal Lake and everything. Yeah. So I guess Jason comes back and kills them all. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like Jaws in that sense, right? Yeah. Or even like a poltergeist, like with the housing development. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You son of a bitch. The writer, Daryl Haney, suggested that uh, there's always a girl left at the end of these movies, right? Mm -hmm. What if she had telekinetic powers? And uh, the producer was like, hmm, like Fred, or like Jason versus Carrie almost. Yeah. And, um, and that's where that she, idea came from. She greenlit that idea. And she wanted it to be unlike any other Friday the 13th movie before. And she's, well, they're quoted as saying that she said she wanted it to win an Academy Award. Oh, wow. Lofty. Lofty, Lofty goals. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the goal. Good old Babs. It's good Barbara, to have goals. Barbara Sachs. Yeah. Well. That didn't well, happen. Maybe, maybe it should have though. They considered several high-profile directors for the job, including Federico Fellini. Wow, the great Italian director. Was it mutual? <laughs> He's like, I think, I, I think they considered. They're like, we're considering but, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> we're waiting for him to get back to us. But the ball's in his court at this point. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think considered just means we could go to them, and mm-hmm. they're like. We're thinking think Tom Cruise possibly for the lead. I don't know. I'm just kicking Tom around Cruise ideas. Jason. Like, well, uh, you can't get Tom also- Cruise. So like, well, all right, we'll get the weekend at Bernie's guy then. We'll put him in there. <laughs> well, that movie hasn't been made yet. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, there was also a lot of scenes that were cut out of this movie to avoid an X rating. Oh, yeah. This movie's heavily edited. Like almost but, all of the kills and violence is all off screen. Yeah, we'll talk about those yeah. later, but this was very heavily edited. So John Carl Beekler eventually was the director, and John Carl Beekler had been known in the horror circle. Um, you know, he he's passed away unfortunately, but he was known in the horror circle for uh, special effects, effects and makeup. Yeah, yeah, and he did the Ghoulies. He created the Ghoulies effects. Um, and, and a lot of other stuff. You'll always see his name. Yep. Like in a lot of 80s horror movies, you always right. see his name. But Friday the 13th Part 7, let's let's go through the stats real quick. Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood came out on May 13th, 1988. David, what was the number one movie that week? I know this movie was not as successful as some of the others, but I'm going to still say it won the weekend. So I'm going to go this movie. Friday 13th Part 7, The New Blood, was the number one movie for the week Boom. of May 13th, 1988. But, David, can you go two for two? No. And tell me what the number one song was. I'm going Tell It To My Heart by Taylor Dane. Tell, tell it to, to my, my heart. heart. Tell me how the only one. one. Is it really love or oh, just a game? No. Damn it. An equally singable song, though, in <laughs> Wishing Well by Terrence Trent Darby. Dude, that's been the number one song, I think, a couple of times. It must have been. Um, it was, that song was big. Yeah. It had legs. Dude, I hear that song in parking lots all the time. Like, parking lots that pipe in music. Wishing well, kiss and tell. <laughs> I just heard it just the other day, I think, going to the gym. I was like, oh, Wishing Well. <laughs> Did you know that this is the number one song on May 13th, 1988? 1988? A lot of people don't know that. I do. If we ever meet Terrence Trent Darby for whatever weird reason, we yeah. can just be like, hey, May 13th, 1988, <laughs> wishing well. Number one song. Exactly. Will you sign this, uh, this figure from NECA, please, of Friday the 13th, Part 7? We, we should have a bunch of movies. Like, if we meet anybody from 1988, or if we ever meet the Beach Boys, just have them sign like a copy of whatever movie. Like, hey, this was the number one movie. Uh, when Kokomo well, this was is big. the movie we talked about. Yeah. This is the movie we talked about on our podcast. Here, here's a sticker. <laughs> like, I'm not going to listen to your fucking podcast. That's all right. Brian Wilson's like, who's this guy? <laughs> the hell's going on here? <laughs> oh, fuck. Friday 13th Part 7 was written by Manuel Fidelo and Daryl Haney. 
directed by John Carl Beekler, like I said, with music by Harry Manfredini and Fred Molin. Yeah, Harry Manfredini, it's just reused cues. So, like, it's just stuff from previous movies. So, the other guy did anything that was new. And I think yeah. the same thing happens in part eight, or maybe part eight might be just the other guy. You know, talking about the the poster, the one sheet, uh, like having people sign stuff, this is one that I haven't bought yet. Yeah, same. It's one I keep eyeballing, though. Yeah, it's one that's on the short list. Of the remaining ones that I need, this one's on the short list. Yeah. And I'm like, should I get it? Should I not get it? Should I get it? Should I not get it? And I passed up an opportunity to buy one for really cheap, comparatively, you fool. months ago. Yeah. And, and I just haven't seen anything that was within my price range. Right. Cause I'm thinking this is like a, well, I won't tell you how much, but it's definitely like half of what it's going for. <laughs> like that's more my range. <laughs> yeah. That poster's all right. It's not, one I of like my, it. it's not one of my favorites though. I like the, I image. think the part eight poster's better. I know. And I don't, I'm not really a part eight poster type of guy. Yeah. Same. Uh, this movie stars Kane Hodder for the first time Yay, as Kane. Jason Voorhees. This will be the first of four movies that Kane does as Jason, getting replaced in Freddy versus Jason. But this is his first time. Lar Park Lincoln as Tina Shepard, Kevin Blair as Nick, Susan Blue as Tina's mom, Mrs. Shepard, Terry Kaiser, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Lomax himself. He plays alive, Doctor. Dr. Cruz, and there's some other fucking people. <laughs> we got other characters. We got Melissa and Robin and David and Edward and Sandra. They all have last names too. And I'm like, who the fuck? We got who 88 cares? minutes. Yeah. Why the fuck do they have last In 88 names? 88 minutes. I'm not going to find out that this guy's last name is Kelso. Was <laughs> <laughs> he fucking yeah, is that, that ever 70s spoken? show? <laughs> I don't think so. Fucking Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, runtime is 88 minutes. Budget was $2.8 million low that's a low that is low box office what do you think the box office was Mm, 20 you're yeah 19.1 nice i said that kane hotter reprised his role as jason Voorhees. uh cj graham was looking to do that cj graham wanted to come back he was waiting for the phone fucking phone call just like tom mclaughlin was waiting for a phone uh, yeah because i think the original plan was to move forward with him i think beekler got kane hotter right because he had worked with him on another movie that is correct, David. And and C.J. Graham thought, hey, I could be like the Boris Karloff of uh, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people, I can be synonymous with Jason Voorhees if I reprise the role because he would have been the first person to do so. And uh, instead, Kane Hodder became that person. You know, if you talk about Jason to people, they're going to think Kane they might Hodder. not know. Yeah. They might not know what movies he was in, but Kane Hodder is Jason Voorhees. Yeah, for sure. He's the one that everyone just associates with the character. Were there people that played it better? Possibly. Were there better incarnations of Jason? Maybe, but he definitely did it four times. Yeah, he was prolific. Prolific. It's a good word. <laughs> Thank you. You know, we get an opening like montage. We're yeah. back to old school Friday the 13th. Almost like, a, almost like a movie trailer. Yeah, and it's narrated by some yeah. old man. People around these parts talk of a legend of Jason. Mm-hmm. They, like show the, they show the lake like, he's down there waiting. waiting. <laughs> yeah, and there's like uh, clips from part two, part three, part four, All part of them, six. I think, five, six. Uh, probably not a lot five. of six. Yeah, a lot of yeah, six. Yeah, probably not five. Jason's not in five. Yeah, a lot of six, though. <laughs> a lot of six, and we get... Uh, it ends with uh, Tommy Jarvis chaining Jason to the bottom of the lake. And we get kind of a new image of Jason at the bottom of the lake uh, in different clothes than he was wearing in part six. I, I saw it and I was yeah, like, I thought that was odd too. I was like, wait a second. That's not what he was wearing. Maybe like a, a corpse washed by him at some point. And he's like, I like that. That guy's about my size. I'll take that outfit. There is a young girl named Tina who's in a cabin it's October, October 13th. October 13th. We see it because yep. <laughs> there's a calendar. This isn't a flashback. We don't know that yet. Oh, okay. but I'm yes. sorry. Sorry, Brad. You're destroying the whole <laughs> ambiance here. But yes, this is a flashback. This is young Tina. And uh, she, her parents are arguing. Her dad's been drinking. And the yep. mom's like, you need to stop drinking. He goes, don't tell don't me what to do, woman. And then we hear, how to live my life, bitch. Smacks, smacks her around. Her. 
So Tina goes running out to the lake. They're on Crystal Lake. And she goes running out to the lake. And the dad comes running after. He's like, Tina, Tina I'm sorry. She's, Tina, no, she's wait, like, come back. I hate hit you. mom. Fuck go, you. Go away. I hate you. I wish you were dead. And she looks at him kind of like fucking fire starter. <laughs> and uh, the whole. The whole dock like starts shaking. And fucking collapses on him. Kills him. Apparently Whoops. instantaneously. Yeah. Fucking kills him. And he goes underwater and dies. Yep. That's a bummer. Here's the. Well, we're, it doesn't happen till the very end, but yeah. I'm going to jump ahead real quick. Did yeah. they ever recover his body? The ending's ridiculous. Yeah, dude, I thought the same thing. I was like, they just left his body down there the whole time? Gross. They're like, <laughs> so when people are swimming in that lake, you're swimming in fucking corpse water. I mean, it's Jason. It's and they say you shit guy. yourself when you die. So, like, there's shit in there, too, like in his pants. There's been a lot of people that die in that lake, too. Yeah. There was that girl in part four who got stabbed. And if stabbed. they're not fishing the bodies out, there's a lot of dead bodies and feces in that, in that water. Yep. It's not sanitary. Those fish might be really get huge pink eye, get E. coli, mm-hmm. all sorts of shit. What's Jersey, man? They don't <laughs> care. They're like, ah, fuck it. What does New Jersey care? <laughs> Tina wakes up from this flashback. Like it's a nightmare, right? And uh, she's driving with her and her mom, and they're driving back to the cabin. It's years later. It's probably like, Crystal what, Lake. Ten years later. Yeah, years I think later? so. About ten years. Yeah, let's just call it. 10. We'll call it ten. Maybe she yeah. was. Maybe she was eight at the time, and now she's 18. Sounds about right. And in 10 years, she's, uh, she's still dealing with the trauma and the guilt of using her psychic abilities to kill to her kill father. To murder her dad. And not dig his body up. <laughs> yeah. And just leave his it. body just, out of the water. And just leave it there. Uh, but her mom is taking her up back up to the scene of the crime to meet with uh, Dr. Cruz, Terry Kaiser, Bernie. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess he thinks that uh, if she revisits the site of where he died, that that can somehow provide some sort of closure or something, and they can move forward with their therapy. I don't know. I guess. I'm no Dr. Bernie, but that doesn't sound right to me. No, and he's also basically trying to get proof. Yeah, he has his own ability. Uh, agenda. Yeah, his agenda is, let's get some proof that you have these psychic powers so I can... Uh, get rich off of you somehow. Yeah, I can exploit you in some way. Or maybe he's like, make my dick bigger. Use your powers. Stretch Dude, the I penis. Use, I can use I can use my powers to make my dick bigger. That's true. <laughs> Just, Just do it with a thought. <laughs> Levitate. Now bounce, wiggle, bounce, <laughs> wiggle. <laughs> can bounce. <laughs> uh, anyway. <sighs> uh yeah and how he's like trying to give her therapy is he's just like uh just fucking yelling at her and shit berating her <laughs> and uh, talking shit and she finally makes the matchbooks move or the magnet underneath the table makes the, yeah, match makes the matches move, move. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like you're a fucking dick and it like explodes into fire and he's all yeah he's like oh yeah now my dick's big <laughs> my like, pants are tighter now <laughs> she runs out of the cabin all right, so of course this cabin is like not by itself. There's a house right next door, and this house next door has a bunch of other fucking teens who are up there for the weekend, just so happen to be there. Yeah, and it's like one every of other the, weekend. It's somebody's 51, birthday. Fifty-one weekends out of the year, no one's at this fucking lake. the The fifty-second fucking Doctor Bernie, <laughs> fucking Carrie, and, uh, and a house full kids. of teenagers. Yeah, what are the odds? Like about bad luck. <laughs> so they're all back over there and we, we get introduced to them kind of slowly. But anyway, Tina's all pissed off at, at fucking Dr. Cruz. And so she runs down to the lake and she's like, dad, I'm so sorry. I killed you. And Come we didn't back. take your body out of the lake. Come back. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm still down there. <laughs> I wish I could just make you come back. And she starts. Yeah, I'm sorry. She, you died in a two feet of water. <laughs> hey, David, most drownings That's happen. That's true. Same with shark attacks. Same with shark attacks. Uh, she starts, it's almost like she can sense that there's a, a, a being down there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to use my psychic powers. I'm going to bring you back. Emotions to bring you back. To, he'd be all fucked up looking. Listen, let's think about this logically, Tina. Yeah, he's been down there for a decade. Ooh. Yeah. Fucking crawdads nibbling on him he's and shit. He's all fucking bloated. Yeah. Yeah. He's crawdads. Not good. 
Ted's not no. in good shape. No. And cognitively, if you were to bring him back, come on. His brain's yeah. probably turned to mush. Mush, at the very least. This, this, this idea has many holes. She doesn't give a shit. No. Dad, come back. Almost as, almost as many holes as this plot does, but let's, uh, <laughs> let's take one thing at a time. Yeah. She starts thinking really hard, and she brings uh, Jason to life. She resurrects the wrong guy. And she also breaks the chain. Someday somebody's going to turn around and make you cry. <laughs> Breaking those chains. <laughs> so I was thinking the yeah. uh, Fleetwood Mac song, You will never break the no. Oh, and if well. you don't love me now, love me now, you will never love me again. I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, a but, song about chains. Jason's back. That song's about Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yep, both of them. Yep, both songs. Both of them. <laughs> they were both written before this movie came out. Not possibly. I don't know. One of them. Uh, I think Wilson Phillips was after. Yeah. The Wilson Phillips song is definitely yeah. about Jason. It, absolutely, it is. Confirmed. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> get, get Carney Wilson on the phone. Yep. Sarah, get Carney Wilson on the phone. And get Brian Wilson sake. to sign that uh, that box for me immediately. <laughs> that one sheet. Yeah, yeah. Kokomo. Brian Wilson's name out here. And, and Terrence Trent Darby. Yep. I don't know who Sarah is, but she's my fictitious secretary. <laughs> she's the <laughs> fictitious swearwolf swear secretary. Uh, okay, so next door to the Shepherd house is the uh, birthday party going on for this guy, Michael. Is it just me? I didn't count how many deaths there were in this movie, but does this movie have the most kills? I don't know. There's a lot. The, a lot of people have die. the most teens. All right. I'm going to count how many there are. We got Michael and his girlfriend. Yep. We got uh, Russell and his girlfriend. Russell is whose uncle owns the cabin. Oh, right, right. And his girlfriend. Ben and his girlfriend, Kate. There's a science fiction writer. There's a stoner. There's the nerd. There's There's the the nerd friend. There's the bitch. (laughs) That's 11 right there. That's 11 teens. Plus plus, Nick. Nick is 12. Nick is 12. He doesn't die, but that's 11 teens. Plus, you got Dr. Cruz dies. The mom. Tina's mom dies. That's 13. There's probably a rando in there somewhere. Is there a rando? I don't know if there's a rando. What about the sleeping bag girl? Was she? That was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That is a rando. Those are the randos. That couple. So there's 15. Dang. That's 15 deaths. That's a lot. I think that might be the most. Jason's a busy man. Yeah, he's like, holy shit, jackpot, like, 11 oh. teens living in the house? He's fucking jacking off. He's like, oh, this is, the, this is the best. Is this the real world? <laughs> These teens were picked to live in this house. Find out what happens <laughs> when a serial killer yep. gets resurrected. Yeah, that's a season of the real world I'd watch. <laughs> so they're all, I I mean, spoiler alert, everybody dies. They're all going to die. It doesn't it doesn't fucking matter uh they're waiting to they're gonna throw a surprise party for this guy michael and uh, michael's on his way up there with his girlfriend and uh, they get a fucking i don't know engine trouble yeah car's not working so they gotta walk yeah they die how do Is, they get killed she gets a knife through the or like a a steak or something like um oh yeah it's a tent steak yeah yeah it's yeah a, it's the world's longest tent steak it it's is about a big one it goes 18 deep. to 24 inches <laughs> that tent ain't moving <laughs> they get the tent steak uh both of them yep he gets lifted up off the ground even because tina sees it she has like vision. a vision yeah she's like <gasps> and then she even sees the fucking tent steak yep and she tells the doctor she goes the tent steak is lodged in our in our house in the on the corner and he's like bullshit 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 artist artist. (laughs) and he goes and looks and sure as shit it's gone oh yeah well it's not really gone no it's not he fucking took it that fucker took it out and he's like oh i don't care i don't care about jason i can use this in some way (laughs) use it shove it up my ass (laughs) um all right so those two die and then right after that i think is the couple uh that are in the tent yeah, they're just camping, and he's like, "She's like, go get some firewood. It's cold out." And then she proceeds to go in the ca- in the tent. It's like, bitch, you told me to go get firewood so you could sit by the fire. Now you're gonna go into the tent. Come on, well, now. 
He goes and gets firewood and he gets killed. He gets punched through like the back of his body and Jason's fist comes out of his chest. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But not as cool as her death. Yeah. Jason comes back and he cuts the tent open and grabs her sleeping bag and beats her against the tree. It's one of my favorite kills. It's so simple, but it's one of my favorite uh, favorites in all of Friday the 13th. I think Kane Hodder said that up until part 10, that was his favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but part 10 was the face. Oh, uh, the cryogenic. Frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smashes and her then, face. That was pretty yeah, cool. Ni- liquid nitrogen. Okay, so those two die. Who else do we got? We got Russell and his girlfriend, Sandra. Russell is the preppy kid. Yeah, and then his girlfriend is also kind of preppy. Russell, oh, let's go swimming. Like, Isn't she like all like oh, giddy? They, they go skinny dipping. Yeah she does and then very, also very jaws like he's on the shore kind of like slowly undressing he's like i'll be out in a second jason comes up and kills him he's like where's and that then, second girl make my dick bigger <laughs> and i'll get right in that water that cold ass water <laughs> and then uh she comes she went underwater and when she comes up he's dead and she's like oh and then jason's right there and jason goes underwater and we get like the jaws scene yeah the underwater it's kill underwater. where he pops up and, and gets her, her. And I think the dude, didn't he like split the guy's face with an axe or something? We don't see it. We just see the aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the, that's the deaths that got cut, but I'll, I'll go through those uh, in here in a second. Tina tells the Nick guy, she's like, Hey, um, what's your brother or cousin, right? Is it cousin? Cousin. Cousin. What's he look like? And, and he's he, like, oh, he's like, do you have a picture? He's like, oh, you know what? I, I think I do. I, think I do have a picture. Let me ask you a question, David. Do you have a picture of your cousin in your wallet? nope no i mean i back in those days though maybe i think it was pretty phone, common right? to have photos in like your wallet but but not of your cousins no, like your girlfriend or like yeah maybe your parents or your sister yeah, you don't have your cousin something. in there but he's got one no. and i like she because at this point i think the mom is like you know fuck this shit you're the doctor you're not helping bernie lomax like you you don't care <laughs> um you'll be walking around dead soon yourself um <laughs> We're gonna. We're and going. Then McCarthy home. comes out. Yeah, we're gonna leave, and, and just go home. So Tina like start packing or whatever. But then she talks to Nick and she shows him. He shows her the photo and she's like, oh, "I I saw it. Like, I think he's dead." And he's like, "What?" And she's like, "Well, I gotta go pack. Bye bye." <laughs> like that scene ends so abruptly. Like your cousin's dead. Also, I'm and gonna I- be leaving now, so I'll leave you with that information. Bye yeah. now. There is a storyline here and David's hitting on, on kind of what that is. And Tina and Nick's relationship is budding cause she's got the hots for Nick. There's Melissa, the bitch girl, uh, who likes Nick also. And he's trying to sabotage is, it. threatened by Tina. So she's like sabotaging that relationship or trying to, there's Bernie Lomax and the mom who are fucking doing whatever they're doing. And all of this is just a, fucking conduit to get more murders so let's yep. go back to the murders <laughs> ben ben and his girlfriend kate are fucking in the van <laughs> and they hear uh the fucking van starts rocking from outside and they're like it's michael that's michael he's that prankster. let's surprise him and he's like yeah i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna i'm gonna scare that fucker how would you surprise him if he if you think he's on the van shaking it like you're not gonna surprise him he, he surprised you <laughs> They don't know how these people yeah, don't know how surprises work. <laughs> well, and he's got his girlfriend there, and he just she, banged her. Yeah, or he's in the process of doing it, and he just stops and he puts his fucking loafers on, and he's like, uh, "Hold on." <laughs> and so he goes out there, and he's like blowing on a little like party whistle. He's like, <laughs> "He's like, where you at? Where you at, Michael?" <laughs> got my little kazoo. <laughs> yeah, fucking Jason pops out and crushes this dude's head. Yep. Then the girl's like, where are you guys at? What are you doing? Ben, Michael, she reaches her head out and uh, he takes that fucking kazoo fuck, uh, party thing and uh, okay. Jason shoves it in her eye. Yeah, jams it right in her face. And when he does, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which was fucking funny. <laughs> uh. So that's Ben and Kate. Science fiction writer Eddie. Oh, Melissa, the bitch, tries to use the science fiction writer guy to make Nick jealous. But Nick doesn't give a shit. I feel like this was in another. It does, seem, it does feel familiar. Movie. Like maybe part four. Yeah, maybe. 
or something. I, I don't remember, but it, it feels like it does. It's in another one, but whatever. This chick who was like, oh, I wanted to win an Academy Award. Did she like read the script? <laughs> yeah, you're like, not going to win any she... awards. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, um, so this uh, science fiction writer, he's like just sitting around and he's like opening all Michael's gifts. Oh, yeah. There's like a penis enlarger or something. Personal penis enlarger. And he opens it up and it's a magnifying, magnifying glass. glass. I, th- I thought that was kind of funny. That was funny. <laughs> but Jason shows up and uh, he cuts his head off. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, and there's another character that was really into... Was she into that guy? The girl Maddie? No. No, no, no. Was she was into the stoner guy. That's right. I was getting to that. Okay. Those two. <laughs> um, David is the stoner. That's right. And he, he dies... I don't know how he dies. He gets he goes, stabbed. He goes His to the refrigerator uh, to get a beer or something, right? And he gets stabbed. Yeah. And then she gets stabbed with, like a, yeah, with a butcher knife. She's upstairs and she finds the dead body. And then Jason comes out and throws her out the window. And she just lands and dies. Yeah. Robin, the nerd, her her girlfriend is, is um, no, Maddie is the nerd. See, Maddie's sorry. the nerd. And she's the one yeah, that likes Robin, David. Right? Yeah. Robin, but Robin ends up banging David. Yeah. And Robin says to Maddie, like, you're just a, basically, you're a nerd and you're ugly. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> she's fucked like, up. Fuck and you. Then, so she makes herself up and she's like, ah. Yeah. Listen, she is still not, I mean, you're not doing yourself any service. <laughs> just keep, just keep the glasses on. Be nerdy, girl. Yeah. You be you. Exactly. Be yourself. Nobody wants you to be all faked up. But yeah, be she yourself. But she's gla- not going to be herself uh, much longer. No, she goes she out looking for David and she goes, David, David, David. It's like being in my house when I'm, <laughs> when I got my headphones on and my wife needs something. Shit. <laughs> well, she does a good job of kind of running away from Jason for as long as possible. Like yeah, she's she runs the only one. Barn. No, not good. She didn't see part three. No. Jason knows his way around a barn. He does. He's like, ah, Yes. This is like home. <laughs> her death is really lame though. Cause hers is like completely off camera. It is off camera. Yeah, she gets caught though. Yeah. She's dead. She's dead. Um, and then Melissa, well, it comes down. Well, Oh, I should talk about the doctor and the mom. Oh yeah. They're running through the woods looking for Tina. Cause Tina's like, Tina took off in the car, but then crashed yeah. it. So they find the crashed car and mom's like, Tina, Tina, <laughs> Bernie, this, this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> this mom is the biggest overactor. <laughs> I mean, she's bad acting for a Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, she's way over <laughs> she's the top. Awful. <laughs> Tina! Uh, her and Bernie run through the fucking forest, and Jason comes, and fucking Bernie, he's just like, he fucking pushes. human shield. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? And he's all, uh, uh, you stand right there. Yeah. Whoops. Jason takes this big long fucking knife on the end of this pole and just stabs it. Yeah. Right through the mom. It's like a branch cutter. Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what I think it was like a tree trimmer kind of thing. Yeah. Well, Bernie goes running he's like, fuck this. Well, of course he falls, but Jason finds him. Jason has a fucking circular saw on the end of a fucking pole. What, what, what are those used for? Probably tree trimming also. Okay. Or they invented it. I don't know. It was cool looking. (laughs) But he he slices Bernie right in the guts. Yep. Kills him. Melissa's the only one left alive. Well, Nick and Tina are, but Melissa's the only other one left alive. And they're like, Melissa, there's a fucking killer on the loose. Everyone's (laughs) dead. You got to listen to us. And she goes, fuck you. I'm going back to bed. She opens the door and there's Jason and he fucking just axes her right in the face. That's a great kill. Yeah, awesome. and then not only does he bury the, the axe in her head, then he like throws her body into the TV. It's pretty yeah. good. He just tosses it's her like good. a rag doll. Now we have, and it probably actually started like a scene or two before this, but we have a standoff between Tina and Jason. It's like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Close up on both of their yeah. faces. And it's go time, Tina, you and me. Tina gets the upper hand. She like electrocutes him. Yeah, she's like moving shit with her brains. Yeah, she takes a power line and snaps it and puts it into water. Yeah, and he's all... That just gives Jason more power. Yeah, he's like, I'm already dead, dumbass. Yeah. And I was brought back to life by being electrocuted. So more electricity, that's just like feeding the beast. Exactly. But they have this battle. 
It takes them into the house after he kills uh, Melissa. She uh, hits him with a fucking lamp, knocks him through the stairs. A lot of good stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, he falls down. He comes back out. He knocks Nick out. Um, they go down into the basement. Yeah, and she makes like a bunch of nails fly at him, and she there's like a can of gasoline, and she uses her brain to make the gasoline <laughs> pour out and everything. Sprays all over him, and then he catches on fire. Now, Kane Hodder... Um, you need to watch the documentary on Kane Hodder. It's really good. To Helen Back, I believe yeah, yeah, it's I've called. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Say, say, not you. I'm talking about the oh, listeners. Yeah. I know you've seen it. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, it is really good. But uh, he does a, I think it's a world record. That firewalk? I'm not mis- the firewalk. At least at the time, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, I believe it's over 40 seconds. That's crazy. Long that he did it. And considering what he went through. In the, in in the past? Got, yeah, exactly. In the past. And how he got burned. Yeah, it's impressive. The majority of his body, and very impressive that he wasn't "quote unquote" scared to do it. I'm sure he was scared, but uh, he still did it. Anyhow, he gets lit on fire, so she's like, "He's dead." Well, the house blows up, but Jason's still alive. Oh, another cool thing happens. Like she squeezes his mask with her mind. She's oh like, yeah, Arr. like pops his hockey mask off. Yeah, and he's gnarly. He's grotesque. Dude. Yeah, he's really. Uh, that being underwater for a long time has really aged him. She tried, she should have tried to win him over like um, young Frankenstein style when it popped off. She'd been like, hey, handsome. <laughs> Who's that good looking guy over there? If you know me. They go down to the lake because what do you do when you survive uh, a house being blown up and a serial killer after you? You go down to a fucking lake. Yep. You don't get in a car and try to drive Absolutely away or anything. Absolutely not, no. Don't find a phone to call the police. Straight to water. Go go right to the water. Pass out in. Yeah. Uh, As they're down there, Jason comes popping up out and uh, he knocks Nick out and he's about ready to kill Tina. And Tina's like using her mind powers. She's calling for help from her fucking dead dad. And this is where this is where we were talking about earlier. Like, oh, has the dad been down there so long? He pops up with a chain, wraps it around Jason's neck. Who's like, oh, who's oh, this guy? Oh. What the fuck? So that's what this feel. That's what it feels like. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> and the dad pops up. The dad, by the way, hasn't aged at all. No, he looks great. He looks like a normal guy. He looks like the day he died. Yep. Very well preserved. Like. He's the water still got a fucking really cold. members only jacket on. He's still like fucking like everything looks the same. Pulls him down under and she's like, thanks, dad. Yeah. It's funny how you were talking about like they just left him down there because in my notes, I wrote, so an empty casket funeral, I guess. <laughs> I think the original idea that Beekler had was to make him all fucked up looking. Yeah, the dad. that would have made a lot more sense. But they, they just didn't have, have time or money. Yeah. All right, I got another question. What year does this movie take place in? All right, so that's a good question. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. Let me just, let's just wrap it up and then sure. we'll talk about timeline. <laughs> uh, the next morning, Nick and Tina are taken away in an ambulance and uh, somebody finds Jason's broken hockey mask. And uh, Tina's like, where's Nick? And they're like, ah, he's okay. And they ride away in an ambulance together. Kind of like the ending we should have gotten in part two. Yeah. I think that was probably an homage to that. But they're in the but ambulance they're both okay together. and they're safe. Yep. That's and it? And then that's the end. Yeah. That's the end. All right. So now we can talk about timeline. You want to talk about timeline, David? Sure. What you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So she kills her dad when she's eight. Is Jason already dead at that point? Is Jason already chained up into the bottom of the lake? Now, we're assuming as the audience that he is, but maybe yeah. that stuff happens before. Maybe. Jason That's the only way it would make sense because otherwise we're in the 90s. Yeah. No one's driving like 90s it. cars. They're not dressed. They're not <laughs> listening to 90s music. I'm going to, well, you got to imagine also that the first three movies happen. They're all like the, the first, same. The two, three, and four happen the same weekend. Right. Five is like a couple years later. Six is like a year after five, and then who knows? Then seven happens, and it's 2022. A <laughs> um, couple of things about the deaths in this movie. So Maddie was the nerd girl. She mm-hmm. was uh, originally had a sickle jam through her neck. Oh, that would have been cool. Ben's death, uh, which showed Jason crushing his head uh, into a bloody pulp. 
Yeah, because we just see a little bit. Like, I think he starts crushing it, and you see, like, some blood, but that's it. Kate's death revealed the gory aftermath of a party horn to her eyeball. We kind of see it, but not really. Oh, Eddie is the the science fiction nerd. His head hits the floor, I guess. They cut Mm. that scene out. Russell's face gets split open with a large blood spurt. Dan's original death, that's the guy he punches through. Right. He gets his shit just ripped out of him. That one was still pretty gory. Uh, The mom's death originally showed Jason stabbing her from behind with the resulting blade going through her chest and subsequent blood hitting Dr. Cruz. So they just cut out the blood then because I think you get the rest of that. Dr. Cruz's death showed Jason tree trimming saw violently cutting into his stomach, sending a fountain of blood and guts into the air. That would have been awesome. Melissa, the bitch, her original death had Jason cleaving her head in half with an axe with a close-up of her eyes still wriggling in their sockets. Awesome. That would have been fucking That would have been cool. really cool. Uh, Judy was originally bashed against the tree uh, six times instead of just so once. So just once? Yeah. So those are the things that they cut out to avoid an X rating. That's so stupid. I was going to say, at least by today's standards, all of that would have been fairly tame. Yeah. That's, that's weak. Uh, all right. I love Friday the 13th movies. My favorite franchise is Friday yeah. the 13th. I think for your money, the quality... The good ones outweigh the bad ones. Yeah, I would agree. But this is not one of the good ones. No, this is one of the worst ones. But it's not one of the worst ones, David. Uh, for me, it's it's up there or down there. I it's not the worst. Rank though. It, I rank it the same. I'm going to put it the same as five. And I had to look up and see what I gave five. Dude, I did the exact same thing. And five is the one that I'm also using as my measuring stick. Yeah, so I'm giving it one and a half Pamela Voorhees heads. Um, in a lot of ways, it suffers from the same fate as part five in that the gore was parred down to avoid like an X rating. Yeah. And believe when we were doing part five, part five had the most kills, I think, up until this five point. Five had a lot, yeah. They cut out a lot of the gore in part five to avoid having an X rating. Um, if the kills would have been shown like they were filmed, it would have been think, a lot better it would have been a lot better but jason looks fucking awesome in this dude movie. i was just about to say the exact same thing like of all the friday the 13th movies this might be my favorite in terms of look like jason looks awesome his costume he, is terrific he has fucking the mask has the chunk taken out of the side from when the propeller hit it in part six he's got the he's chains got the ch- around him his clothes are all ripped up you can see skelly like part of his skeleton you got his kneecap, his ribs, his back. When he first comes out of the water, oh, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. just his spine. Yeah, it's, it's fucking cool. awesome. And then Kane Hodder is him for the first time, and he does that deep breathing. Where he does the breathing, and, and you see his whole chest kind of heave. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. The storyline, the idea of like Carrie versus Jason, I mean, it's okay, I guess. It's kind of cool. Like It's ridiculous. Gonna, <laughs> well, it is ridiculous. Don't get I me wrong. Do, I don't like that gimmick, but... At least they tried something new. Exactly. It was okay. But I would have rather seen what Tom McLaughlin could have done. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, me too. Let's get the gang back together and let's see what he can do. Maybe maybe he doesn't continue with the Tommy Jarvis story. Maybe he goes some other direction. And he has come out and said in recent years that he has an idea for doing a Friday 13th movie actually in the winter. That'd be cool. Yeah, do it. Let him do it. He can't. He can't. I know. Lawsuit. I know. Like no one, no one can do shit. I know. They need to well, the lawsuit's that. over. The, you know, the lawsuit's over, right? Oh, okay, good. But that doesn't mean it's good necessarily <laughs> for Friday the Thirteenth fans. Mm. It just means that it's over, and Victor Miller retains uh, the rights to something, and Sean, Sean Cunningham's got gets, the rest. Yeah, I don't know how it all splits up though. It's uh, like international rights and U.S. rights and distribution rights and the use of Jason and the use of Friday the Thirteenth. It sounds really mess. complicated. We need to get Larry Zerner on the phone, fucking yeah. phone here to explain it Break to it us. Break it down. Get us, give us all the legalese, but you know, dumb it down I've for talk, us. I've talked to him in person, um, but I've also talked to him via Twitter. I should see. I should reach out to him and be like, hey, would you mind recording something and just sending it to us? And we'll <laughs> yeah. just throw it on our podcast there to explain everything. I'll try that. Anyway, so one and a half Pamela Voorhees heads. Go ahead, David. What Dude, is your review? No, we are... 
Mira Simpatico. Because uh, I thought the same thing. I was like, I put this movie on the same level as part five. Um, I'm going to rate it the same, but I will say this. If I had to the choice of watching part five or part seven, I'm going to pick part five. I think Me that too. movie is just more fun and has a lot more humor. Uh, it's fucking yeah. bonkers. Um, this one, <laughs> I think, I mean, this is true of almost all the Friday the 13th movies, but the characters are so paper thin. Like, you don't Ugh. care about anyone. And this Not one, even the main girl. Possibly Not even the main girl. No. Yeah. Even she's kind of rude. Like when we first, when she first meets Nick, like she's really mean to him. And yeah, doesn't want to And she killed her dad. For quite a while. And she killed her dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The murderer. <laughs> but this one, I think more so than any of them, has like the collection of friends who would never be friends. <laughs> like, I mean, this one just checks all the boxes. Like you got the stuck up girl. You got the nerdy girl. You got the preppy couple. Like it's just it's ridiculous, and there's eleven of them. Yeah, come on, too many. Yeah, and no one is. I'm glad you said their names because like I was like, oh, guy who gets knifed in the stomach, that guy. Like I don't know anybody's names because it doesn't matter because we don't get time enough to care about any of them. No. So I'm there with you. I'm gonna go one and a half on this one as well. So one and a half overall for Friday the Thirteenth: The New Blood. It's not my least favorite Friday the 13th movie. It's not mine either. We haven't we haven't done mine yet. No, we haven't done <laughs> mine yet either. Although I will say something about the one that is our least favorite. There are scenes in it where I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yes. And I remember we watched it a couple years ago. You and I were just both at our respective houses. And I was like, I'm going to turn on uh, this movie. And you go, ah, I will too. And we both watched yeah, it. We watched like, it. Live. We're like texting each other texted each other and we didn't do it for the podcast we just did it for ourselves it was kind of fun <laughs> if you have any thoughts on friday the 13th the new blood uh and you'd like to share them with us please reach out how can they contact us david and twitter facebook the slasher app tiktok youtube just search the swearwolves uh, on instagram search the swearwolves podcast you can go to our website theswearwolves.com you can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com uh, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851 so for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. This week on the Swearwolves, we take a trip back to Haddon. Fuck. Nope, that's not the right place.